Chester Gang Podcast. It's Podcast-o. Wednesday. Whoa, Wing Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Hold on. Question to the Jags audience. Is it Wing Wednesday everywhere? Like, is that a thing? Everybody has so. cheap wings on Wednesday? I think so. Just like Saturday. Taco after- Tuesdays. Yeah, okay, that's a thing too. Sangria Saturdays? If we can if we can rhyme anything in the human race, we take it. Fish Fridays? Super Bowl Sunday, like that's a thing. What's Thursday? For me it's always two cheeseburgers. Teriyaki Tuesday? Teriyaki Tuesday. Taco Thursday? What's Thursday. the food that starts with Taco th- Tuesday? The th- Thespians. Third Tortillas. Third Child eats free. There's Thursdays. no foods that start with th. I mean, let us know. None. Not. Anyway, this is us. We're back. It's Justin and Greg. If you're new to the podcast, this is where we talk about whatever we want to. Really, we tell fun stories, but more so the news. Yeah, we try and find the weird, wild, wacky things in the news and try and make sense of them, which is actually a pointless endeavor, and we just laugh along the way. It's all we do. You're you're kind of fighting the cold right now, though. You've some some kids that are down and out. You know, like kids with sores all over their tongues and mouths and strep throat, which is a nasty combination because you need to give them medicine. And when it hurts them to swallow, they don't want the nasty medicine. Right. But you can also just make good medicine like Coke. Well, no, I keep waiting for science to come up with medicine because I don't think it's changed much since we were kids. You remember like banana or strawberry medicine when you were a kid? I remember banana. It was, I wanted to be sick so I could have more penicillin in the banana medicine form. It was amazing. It tastes basically the same. Yeah, it's amazing. Why would you change that? I don't... I mean... I would pay money to drink All of the listeners right now can understand how broken Greg's palate is when one of his favorite foods in the world is banana-flavored penicillin. Well, they have banana banana milk now in the convenience stores, and I'll go and I'll buy it because it tastes like the old medicine. You do not need milk flavored like bananas. It's so good. disgusting. It's so good. Anyway, but you're right. We could put a guy on Mars, (laughs) but we can't make... Good tasting medicine you know, that two and three year olds actually want to take. Triple berry medicine that doesn't taste like All gross. they wanted was like some kind of like numbing spray that we could just spray in their mouth and they were well, that's numb. That's thing. I have that. For adults. Yeah. Not for children. Well, it doesn't taste horrible. No, but it's not for children. Not for use on children. You read the instructions. Yeah. I sometimes. just hope for the best. Yeah. That's your parenting style. Hey, I hope for the best. Whoa. It's working. My daughter's amazing. Well, she's two years old and she's survived to this point. We but hang- I think that is more credit to your wife than you. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. But I mean, I'm, I'm still going to go with it. Okay. Just hope for the best. Hope for the best. Speaking of hoping for the best, this whole Jimmy Fallon story, we've been, you know, we kind of fell off the map with it. Yeah, we had a whole movement, in, I guess, to give people a little bit of context. Jimmy Fallon on his show has a segment called Songs Not to Play or something like that. Songs you don't want to listen something to. Something like that. And they played this one song, right? Here, check it out. Regina, Regina, Regina. Okay, now, here's the weird thing about where we live. We live in a city that is spelled like Regina. But apparently the queen at the time pronounced it Regina, which is incredibly unfortunate for Well, if you say it fast, everyone. If you say Regina fast, it sounds like, what did you say? Because it, it sounded like Especially vagina. when we travel anywhere outside of, you know, Saskatchewan and maybe the two provinces bordering us. But especially when we go to the States, we're like, where are you from, Regina? What? Hmm? Like, are you trying to be funny? Like, is that a funny joke? Like, yeah, we're all from there. Anyway, like, no. so he did, the, he did the song, this song right here. Regina. I just love the fact that we're just trolling Becky and Chris the oh, whole time. Anyway, he did this song, 
And then, wait a minute, we made a video, invite him to the city. We sent it to him. Well, we made a six-foot life-size cutout of Jimmy Fallon, toured him around. It got like 250,000 views in You'll like see him a in the day. Studio, it was yeah. kind of funny. Anyway, yeah, I was him around the studio. But someone then, we know, someone we know, Jimmy Fallon was following him on Twitter. Yeah, for we don't know why. But yeah, he was. I don't think he knows why. He said he'd been following no. him for three years. Yeah, that probably early on there was a social media manager who was like, you should follow your fans back. They would love that. And they he did that for like a day. They followed a whole bunch. And then they all started messaging him because when you follow people on Twitter, they can message you back. He's like, stop that. Stop that right now. But he still follows. I think he follows 3,000 people and yeah. one of them is Chris. So anyway, we sent our video to Chris. He grouped us in a chat with Jimmy Fallon, which is still there. And he sent him our video, and then Jimmy Fallon responded to the mayor saying, hey, you guys, this looks great. Let's talk. 22 minutes after our video was sent to him in a private DM, he responded to the mayor from three days before. So we're like, Jimmy Fallon watched our video. No, here's how you know, because I went to Jimmy Fallon's feed to see how how often he tweets and how often people tweet him. There's no way... There's no way he digs back through three days of messages randomly to answer the mayor. Not a thing. No. Not a thing. That would take him like an hour to even find it. Just scroll, especially if he was on like hotel Wi-Fi. Could you imagine? Yeah, or in Hotel California. What? I don't know. It felt right. No. No? No, that wasn't right. Okay, keep going. So anyway, we had this whole idea of trying to get Jimmy Fallon to come and experience Regina, which is the name of the song that's a joke song that people think is real. It's not. It's a joke. It's not real. If you haven't heard it, this is it right here. Regina. But then we put Jimmy in an experience Regina t-shirt that our friends at Rebellion made and we toured around the city and made a couple of videos and then anyway we ended up you know working with this city a bit on it and they want to take the lead on it we're like cool you do your thing uh, we don't want to get in the way of that and so nothing really I mean I think it's in the package but it kind of died nothing really happened okay nothing happened and it kind of died like those are open-ended things sure I, nothing know, happened nothing and happened died. and it died we're like we can resurrect this well I mean people ask us all the time like hey yeah. that was cool yeah you when's a, Jimmy coming a thousand plus signatures on this petition to have Ryan right. Reynolds as Deadpool who's from Regina Deadpool is from Regina not Ryan Reynolds but Deadpool's from our city Regina to tour Jimmy Fallon around our beautiful city yeah and so we're actually trying to line up a trip to New York we're close we're very close so if it happens it's going to be a lot of fun I think we're going to camp out outside of Rockefeller Center because we don't have tickets no but there's standby tickets because inevitably somebody doesn't go but there's also on Thursday there's a chance where they send out their intern intern somewhere in downtown New York and if you find him or her you get two VIP tickets yeah and how can I use the word serendipitous would it be if you and I with our t-shirts won oh, these man. tickets can you imagine and we gave just, them like, our t-shirts video the whole thing going and trying to find it I feel like we're going to sweat a lot that day actually hopefully it'll be cold in December it it will be cold in December yeah um, so maybe we won't sweat that much but maybe because we'll be wearing jackets anyway it'll be, it, it's going to be a wild and zany adventure and who knows what happens but crazier things have happened no. already to us Literally crazier things have happened. So, I mean, stay tuned for that as well. I just want to update everyone. We went to Vegas a few weeks ago to break the curse. And lo and behold, the Vegas Golden Knights, since our visit, are mm-hmm. six and two. Back in a playoff spot with, with three, three shutouts. So, and they're scoring a lot of goals. They look like the Vegas Knights of Vegas Golden Knights of old. If you're a scientist, yes, yeah, yeah, we love science. Take that data, Mister and Mrs. Scientist. Yeah, that's a real thing. Anyway, the curse was broken because the curse is science. So, anyway, we uh, we're gonna dive into the the really deep stuff here. The topics. We're gonna start first with if you watch the live show, you've already heard this, but there was a controversy in darts. Darts is a big deal. 
Okay, so I mean, where we're from, football's a big deal. Yeah, Canadian football and hockey are like kind of like they run they run the no, city. but like darts is literally a massive deal right now. If it, you go to sports channels, they are selling out arenas with twenty thousand ravage, raging rabid was what I meant. Rabid fans cheering on people throwing darts at a dart. Yeah, I figure it's more so people that don't have anything better to do. They're like, what are you doing tonight? Well, there's beer at the dart, so. Let's go cheer our faces no, up. You sound like the opposite of like, or similar to the people who are like, why would anybody watch esports? Well, people me, playing video games. Kind of the same thing. Where these are out of sight, out of mind. So we don't understand them. Right. And they're both massive sports, but not here. But apparently, there are people playing darts who are accusing of other darts players of farting vicious farts while they're throwing their darts to undermine their ability to, you know, get the darts in the in the dartboard in the right spot well we'll play this cl- quick clip for you to give you some context just spoke to wesley and besides that he said you were a class player and, and you let him alive in the first session he said that it was smelly on the stage i thought he had shit you, sorry i thought wesley had farted on stage yeah. did he no he, he well i think he thinks you did it you can put your finger up last there'll be no smell there <laughs> i thought he had shit and i went that's dirty it was bad it was bad. It was bad. It was a stink. I thought it was him. And he started playing better. I must have needed to get some wind out. How sexy is that accent, though? Well, I, I wouldn't call it sexy. You can't yeah. see his mustache. No, but... It's a mustache there's accent. Somebody, somebody had a comment on live show. We're like, you guys allow swearing if it's a Scottish accent? I'm like, Scottish people can say whatever they want. None of it's offensive. It's all just so endearing. Well, yeah. And I feel like Scottish people can say whatever they want if they have the Remember, accent. Remember, I saw somebody who has a very high profile share... Robin Williams sketch on golf. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Which is hilarious and it is so profanity laced, but because he doesn't have a Scottish accent, it's fine. How high a profile is she? I didn't say whether it was a he or a she. It was a she, clearly. I can tell by looking at you. No, it was like a senior politician, I think. I can't remember. That's why I'm not saying. But oh. it was somebody who I was like, I can't believe they shared that. Well, it's just funny. People like to laugh. Yeah. And if it's Scottish accent, it's fine. So coming back to the dart story, though. Is it wrong? Because one of these guys gassed. We know that. Like one of these guys <laughs> had a gassed? had a bad a bad moment that they couldn't hide from someone who was <laughs> sit the other this night. This is literally my life with you. It was it was Chris Nicholas. Uh, he was telling us the story about the reverse crop dust, where he will pass gas in a room. I think he's a he's a doctor. Yeah. People will come into the room. No, he like just passed like this horrible. Let a horrible one go. And then like 10 people walked into the room within like split seconds and there's no hiding from that. Like, what do you do? You can't. So in this instance, it's the opposite where you don't know who did it. But if you're the dart thrower and you're in a competition, people don't really mind their own brand. Like, yeah, it stinks, but you can deal with it. You know, but when you feel like you're chewing on somebody else's farm molecules, that's not good. Right. So would you do this on purpose? Well, why wouldn't you? Like, I've never like thought if that's about, a like, way to actually undermine another, you know, serious competition, 20,000 people watching, you want to win. Chemical warfare you? in darts yeah, is a real thing. Apparently. Get up there and don't wear BO for a month. People are like, I can't, I can't do it. My eyes are watering. That, that's a strange thing. And there's no way there's a rule for that <laughs> where you can't pass gas. Yeah, they haven't outlawed it, have they? I don't think like, so. Like, how would you actually do that and go, hey, we're on the road a lot. I ate some nachos last night. They're not sitting well with me. Like, what am I supposed to do? Drop out of competition? Could you imagine this Cheshire grin from the gluten intolerant person just crushing oh, a loaf of bread? Before? <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, I'm lactose intolerant. I'm going to crush this guy. Hey, can I get extra cheese on that burger? Whole milk, please. 
Anyway, if you're a big fan of darts, feel free to message us and tell us why it's so cool. Don't you think there's other sports you could do that too, though? 140. You could probably do it playing baseball, like the batter and the catcher. Sure, in close absolutely. Contacts. I think about hockey. You go in front of the goalie, you're screening the goalie. Just let her run. Actually, true story. I I was a goalie, and I that happened to me once. You would do that to where, all the other players. Yeah, <laughs> where there wasn't a lot of screening happening in front of me that day because, well, I had I had terrible indigestion. And people actually called me on it too. Like you stink. It's like I have issues, it's, man. No, I get bodily the, issues. The Equipment. This is the equipment. No, it, it needs a wash. Your equipment smells like sulfur? I don't think so, man. I can understand some mold, but not sulfur. <laughs> anyway, speaking of sulfur, so, you know, our good friends of the East over in China. Mm-hmm. We've talked or the West, them. depending which way you go, because yeah, okay. the Earth is round. I mean, depending who you ask. <laughs> right. Ask the scientists. Yeah, well. On both sides of the equation. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we've talked about their new society that's coming where they monitor everything. Sure. Yep. And it's going to be, well, the future. In, in many ways. Yep. And there's there's actually, it goes one step further over there, where they're now manipulating the weather to, okay. to try and bring more rain to their rice crops. So I remember like they talked about how in history, what used to happen was, I think it was indigenous people around the world, they would do like a rain dance. Maybe it was indigenous, maybe it was Africa. I can't remember exactly. I apologize. Well, we've but, heard it before, yeah. Yeah, but what they would do is they would burn these things as offerings, but they didn't realize what they were actually doing was burning things. They were putting a whole bunch of molecules up in the air that would actually help collect rain and cause it to rain. It was actually like they didn't realize that they were doing science, but I think in China it's kind of a similar thing where they're trying to put stuff up in the atmosphere. Hold on. You're telling me that people would burn things and then would make it rain because they're burning things. Yeah. They would burn certain things that the offerings, I think it was like certain kinds of metals or things that had, it's been a long time since I read it. They would burn in the fire as an offering to the gods. But what would happen is as that stuff burned, it would actually collect up in the atmosphere. Moisture would collect to those, you know, like little bits of metal or whatever it was, and then it would rain. Are you sure you're not sick? This yes, sounds I'm sure. this sounds insane to me. No, we'll be able to look it up. People could Google it. Because that's literally what China's doing, right? No, they use the word rockets and lasers and all this other stuff. No, but they're basically putting tiny little bits of metal flakes into the atmosphere to collect rain. That they've burned from their prehistoric village. Yeah. I have no idea how they're manipulating the weather. The article didn't say. I just thought, how many times do we as a human race need to screw things up because we want, you know, fast food or better tasting rice or whatever? Hey, you know what, weather? We're going to take this over. Who do you trust? On the planet to control the weather. But here's the thing is it may actually be the only way that we survive as a human race because as we continue to explode in growth, we need help. How many how many Hollywood movies do we have to see with the earth being destroyed? Oh, what do they know? Well, they know something. They know how to make money from me in 3D. Sure. How many, how Sensationalism. many, times, how many lessons do we need to learn where we go, I don't think we're the best at this. We're kind of short-sighted thinkers. It's interesting because here in Saskatchewan where we live and the prairies here in Canada is we supply a lot of food around the world in grains and lentils and all sorts of things that people eat. Well, what they're actually finding is because of how many more people are in the world is in classic traditional farming, let's say you could get, I don't know, I'm just going to make up a number, but let's say 40 bushels of wheat per acre. I have no idea if that's even a legitimate number. Let's just say that's how much you can make in kind of classic farming. Well, now there's all these corporate farms where they use all these advanced techniques and fertilization and probably pesticides and all sorts of stuff. I don't know whether it's good or not, but they can get like four times the amount of food out of the ground per acre. So they're doing like 160 bushels of wheat. So cool. 
we actually can't afford to have the classic farming at taking up... If you're going to take up an acre of land, you need to be producing as much food as possible to feed the earth. And if you're only producing 40 and somebody else can do 160, you need to give up your land. You actually... We we as the world need the more advanced farming to get more food off that because we're running out of space. This sounds like a scam. It's not a scam. Hey, you aren't good at your job. Give me your farm. Correct. And so I'm well, going to- it's a limited resource, right? We only have so much land that we can only do so much farming on. And if I can get four times as much out of you and we're running out of land, then you need to let me do it. Well, no, economics. You will make less money and I'll make more money and then I'll buy you out. Well, and that's what, yeah, that's what, that's it's not what's about happening. food. People don't care who eats the food. They care who buys it. Uh, people do care about eating food. No, it's like, if hey. If you're starving, it's good for you, Mr. Hoity Toity, that you're fine with enough food. But there's other people in the world who need that food. Enough food. I had three turtles for lunch today. Like the chocolate turtles. And you had New York fries. It's been a bad day. Yeah. All those fries, I don't think they're from New York. I should go play darts or something. Oh, <laughs> you would crush. Anyway, I don't I don't trust anyone. I don't yeah, trust anyone I don't really... manipulating the weather. Let alone... Maybe it's the media. I don't want China manipulating the weather over there because I feel like it'll spill over to us. Well, who does China care about? Like, it's the same Absolutely. thing as Donald. Like, if you have a politician being like, wait a minute, I'm just going to control the weather. <laughs> yeah. If, and to make it good for us. In Hawaii, it's we don't always going to be else. sunny. I mean, it's the same argument here where in Canada. We have a lot of land, but we have a very small population and we can do everything that we want to do to, you know, which I believe in as being leaders in climate change. But at the end of the day, with 33 or 35 million people, it doesn't matter what we do because it's really up to India and China. What do they do with, you know, 3 billion combined people or whatever it is? Like, we have 35 million, they have 3 billion? It's a lot of people. It's like, no, we actually need, we need them to do it. But we always make the joke here in Saskatchewan where we have minus 40 degrees Celsius winters. Yeah, like, hey, exactly. You know what? Bring on global warming. Happens, well, it was, it was global warming early. Now I think it's climate change. Climate which, change, and we'll see what it becomes. That's but a joke because it's very day, selfish, but it, it would be nice if our winters were warmer. Could you imagine without if we had palm trees here? Else. Oh, man. Grow pineapples? Even when it's like just below freezing, which here we do the Celsiuses, you know, five, 10 degrees below Celsius, beautiful. I'd be happy for those kind of winters with snow and it'd be nice. But it'd be nice to come mid-January if the snow went away and we went back above zero. But when it's minus 40, January and February, ugh. The, I mean, you, it, it's worse than it sounds, you guys. It's worse than it yeah, sounds. Yeah, you don't have reference, but it, it's not pleasant. No. And you stay inside well, a lot. It's the wind that ruins everything. The wind will will haunt your dreams. My microphone keeps shop, shocking my lips and it's driving me... Well, it's not crazy. It's like, it's kind of a weird obsession right now. I'm going to shift us away from science and weather for the moment. Okay. Over to a story we covered a long time ago. Remember this story about the woman who ran out of gas? I think it was in around New Jersey. Oh, yeah. And the homeless guy? Yeah, that came to her rescue with his last $20, and they set up a GoFundMe and raised like $430,000. Those kind of stories we love. It was pretty special. It seemed like this was super cool. Society loves good news stories, which is crazy because... Why don't we have more of them? Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tangent oh. for a second. Guys, we're all in control of our decisions. So if you want a good news story, you can go make one. Go out right now and you go find someone and like just give your time or your money or something to them. Or you can do what these guys did, which was actually make a good news story out of nothing because it was faked. What? The whole thing, you've probably already heard this, was completely faked where they set it up with this guy who I think was actually homeless, but they set up the whole story as a way to scam people out and get all this GoFundMe money. Maybe still allegedly. I don't know if it's all proven in court, but I think some people have admitted to some guilt. Yeah, it's going through the courts. It came out that the homeless guy was suing 
the, the, the husband and the wife and the man and the woman because he, they weren't giving him his money fast enough. And they're yeah. saying, well, you know, we want to be, be cautious with this yeah. and because he's got, you know, addiction issues. Yeah, and they is- bought him a trailer and they did this and that. Well, it turns out they, they spent the money. There's none of the money left. They spent it on trips. They spent it on cars. They spent it on themselves. And they made the whole thing up to, which is, I mean, to be honest, kind of brilliant. It's the hardest part about being a human when you have people that exploit the goodwill of people. Yep. That is the hardest pill for me to for- swallow or forgive to people. They go, wait a minute. You took advantage of the fact that I still have a heart and a Twitter account, which is so hard to do, to have a heart and a Twitter account. No. You took advantage of me? Ugh. My problem is I'm like so full of empathy where I go, how broken are this husband and wife? Like what happened to them in their life that that led them to the point of thinking, this is a good idea. We will do this. We will take advantage of all these people and scam everybody out of their money and make this whole story up like something happened to them. Who hurt you guys? Because it makes people skeptical and jaded, right? Sure. We hear one news story like this. Mm-hmm. And we go, nah, I don't trust GoFundMes. They're just trying to get free yeah, money out of It kind of me. screws everybody else over. And that's the that's a history of the earth. 0.01% ruin it for the other 99.99% of people. That's why we're scared to let our kids play outside because the worst 0.00001% of the time, if you let your kids play outside, something bad will happen to them. Yeah. I bought an instant pot thanks to a, an amazing Black Friday deal. Thank you, Amazon. And, and then did you see that post from that woman who like burned her face? Yeah. My mother-in-law, my mother-in-law was so mad at me for putting my child in danger. Oh boy. And I'm like one person. Yeah. I'm like, Glendine, like one person. Yeah. Yes, it can happen and I'll be cautious with it. But the chances yeah. of this actually happening. There's a lot of people in the Instant Pots where that has not happened. But that's all we focus on, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the worst part about the internet and these oh, kind of man. stupid podcasts because we bring up the stories and terrify you. I'm sorry. I apologize to every single listener out there. Okay. So apparently Fortnite addiction is pushing kids into video game rehab, which... I think I saw the latest stats is either 40 or 60% in users Fortnite is up this year. Like they've grown by 40 or 60%. Yeah, it's in a popular a year. game. It's fun and massive. And, well, and it's free. That helps too. Yeah. And while it's kind of free. This is, there's a quote here from Lorraine Marr. And she's a British behavioral specialist who works with children battling video game addiction who says, quote, the game is like heroin, unquote. Like I understand that addiction is a thing. Especially video game addiction is a real thing. I've heard stories about people that have played World of Warcraft for three days straight and Mm -hmm. died. What? Yeah. But I feel like we're blaming Fortnite for a bigger problem. Isn't it interesting because all the people behind Fortnite are like, we're crushing this. Like, on one hand, they feel like they should be celebrating because their user base is up, time played is up. Like, them as entrepreneurs are crushing it, but it's also crushing children. But the question is, like, where does the responsibility lie there? That's what I mean. They made a fun game that's free that you can Mm. get anywhere. And honestly, I'm like, it's fine. (laughs) Like, I don't actually think it's that cool of a game. Like, it's neat. The whole building, um, this is me being old. The whole building idea, kind of. Like, You're ah, just taking the words out of my mouth. I just rather. That's just, what I say. I rather just. You don't shoot even have things. a console. Like, I guess you can play on your phone. Yeah. Which oh, I, I have a 10s Max. <laughs> anyway, I just think that this okay, doesn't but, make well, any here's sense. Here's the thing, though. Do you get mad at people who grow, produce, and distribute heroin? Uh, Do you think they should be stopped? I don't think I. I don't think I've actually really thought about that. Because if that's the same thing, if we're saying, hey, it's like a heroin addiction, now it's legal, but just because something is legal doesn't mean that it's right. No, my point is, if you want to get heroin, like you have to like break the law to go do it. This is a video game yeah, that you can consume for free. It's way too accessible, is what you're saying. No, what I'm saying is, people are like, okay, cool, I don't need to talk to you for two hours, sure, go play this free video game on your friggin' PlayStation, you, you know, you six-year-old kid, 
and then he gets addicted to it and then we go oh why, why are you talking to me like that because my six-year-old kid plays Fortnite on the playstation to be honest i picked a random number and then i was like oh, oh your kid's, yeah that's in real close to home you dirtbag like, then i'm like oh he's addicted to it of course he is that's all he knows yeah well he's not addicted to it because he didn't get to play that much because when he's playing Fortnite, i can't play destiny what that's funny. Whatever happened to limits on things? Where, yeah. Hey, you actually can't play that anymore. You, you tell your kids. Self-control. No, you can't do it. What's that? What's but, that then, but then they might get angry at me. What's that study with the marshmallows? Where they give a kid a marshmallow. Oh, yeah. They basically give them a marshmallow and say, hey, if you, isn't it like if you wait an hour, you'll get two marshmallows like, or you can eat like this now or something? five or 20 minutes. Something yeah. like that. And like the kids who can do delayed gratification and not eat it, they found are going to be way more successful in life. Now, it's harder now than it ever has been. And sure, I know this because everything is instant. Well, we talk about smartphone addiction where I can be standing in the line, uh, any sort of line, groceries, car insurance, whatever it is. And 15 years ago, I would have had to be with my thoughts or yep. talk to a stranger yep. or read a magazine. But now I get instant stimulation for whatever I want when I want, whether it's a video game yep. or news or, or, or videos or whatever it is. So it's never been more difficult, but I feel like we're blaming the video games for, for a societal problem. Yeah, I mean, it is where does the responsibility... There's so many things we could look at inside. Blame the phones. No, like the phones, you know, or people... I think it's a Gary Vaynerchuk where he's like, all this all this stuff is doing is exposing who we are before we didn't expose ourselves in what? the same way. And I don't mean to downplay addiction because addiction is oh, a real absolutely. thing. And I think people struggle with addiction with video games and with Fortnite. But I think it's one of those things where some people actually struggle with it, but right. there's a lot of people who are just not being looked after or trained properly or brought up properly to go, hey, yeah. you know what? You actually can't do this anymore because it's not good for you. And yeah, you're going to throw a tantrum. It's going to bug me, but I'm going to deal with that because it's well, better for you. It's like for me, what do I think that they should outlaw chips because you know what happens at 11 p.m. when there's a bag of chips in my pantry? I eat them and I blame the chip makers, not myself and my lack of control. I want them to outlaw chips because... I'm putting on weight because I can't control the fact that I can't not eat the chips at night. Could you imagine a society that did that? Because that's outlawed everything where somebody struggled yeah. with self-control for it. No, you can't do that. But hey, I'm over it now. We don't think so. No more chips somebody for you. It's like no more ice cream. Like you can have anything good in society because I think somebody always said there's an interesting quote. I don't know where it came from, but they said a weakness is an overused strength. Ooh, I like that. I don't even know if that's true or not. I'm not even going to no, think about it. I just yeah, like the way it if, feels. But if you think about it, hey, are chips bad? No. Everything in moderation is good. It's when you do it too much. Or everything in binging is fun too. Hey, you're a really good speaker. Well, when you talk too much, it becomes an overused strength. It becomes a weakness. I feel like a mirror right now. Why? You're looking into the mirror, talking to yourself, saying- No, I always you, speak the right amount. I'm not sure you do. If I ever cross the line, then it would become a weakness. I'm not sure you do. But if, if we did that, binging would go away. And I'd be like, hey, I actually want to watch every single episode of Big Mouth right now on Netflix. We took off while you were in the bathroom <laughs> because we hate you. They'd be like, you can't. You get exactly. 10 <laughs> exactly. minutes. It's like, no. Like, binging can be fine. Anyway. Anyway. I, here's an interesting thing I just read about how the best way to preserve your battery life on your phone, that one of the biggest things that causes your battery to grade is that your phone is never turned off and batteries are actually designed to have rest. But when your phone is plugged in overnight all the time and you never, how often do you turn off your phone for eight hours? Once a month. You actually do it once a month. If that. Yeah. But it's always plugged in and it's always like keeping charge at the top. They said the best thing you can do for your battery is once a week is to just completely turn off your phone and let it have a rest where it cools down and nothing is activated in it. The Kinda molecules like all get to sit. Exactly. 
I'm like, what if one day a week, I know the Jews have been doing it for a long time, Sabbath, this idea of what if you had one day a week where you just got rid of, like if you didn't see a screen, like what would that do to you to actually give you mental space? Because I find some of my best ideas come in the shower when I'm not listening to a podcast and I just am for 20 minutes, the only thing I'm worried about is scrubbing down my body. That's that's too much information. I don't care about that. You know, but you actually have a little bit of a headspace there. I, I thought go, about oh, just going and sitting in a room yeah. without without my phone but or without my watch. Do you know how much anxiety and stuff comes up at times when you do that? No, I don't. Good. Because, I mean, I, I bought my Apple Watch, my cellular Apple Watch, that only has texts and phone calls. Yeah. And I go to the park with my daughter, and it's... It actually it's, it's, it's hard though. It is hard, yeah. Because you get bored for a second. Yeah. And you go, well, I want to go on Twitter. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I can't. Yeah. I got to be in the moment. Do you ever have times where like I've scrolled through all my social media feeds and for me Flipboard and the news and I'm like, I'm out of things to consume on my phone and that is a terrible feeling. Less and less, but yeah, absolutely. You're like, wait a minute, it's not refreshing fast enough because I was just here. Yeah, exactly. I need more news in the world. Somebody else said something like, we receive more bad news in a week through our phones and the internet than our grandparents or great grandparents did in their lifetime. I don't doubt it. Like most of the news I see is is not good. Yeah. That's why I look for the fun news on Twitter and on this podcast, Justin and Greg Fun Fun, fun News Podcast. I feel like it's heavy today. Yeah, it is. It's too heavy. But this is this is not heavy. Elon Musk, mm-hmm. my good buddy, oh, who man. lived in He's Saskatchewan. We talked yeah, about that all the time. Yeah, for a little bit. Where did he live? Uh, Somewhere like it was super small. Waldheim, town. I think. Waldheim? That sounds good. Just about outside right. of yep. Swift Current. Waldorf. Because his his relatives are still Ooh, there. Do you know who's fun? Those two old guys on the Muppets. Their oh, names are something like that. Stetler and Waldorf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this is Waldheim. <laughs> My friend who lives in Waldheim is like, hey, I had dinner at Elon Musk's relative's house. Nobody cares. And I was like, hey, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's zero points registered for that <laughs> humble brag. Anyway. So he's been doing this this tunnel underneath of L.A. Yep. And recently he just said, nah, I'm not doing it anymore because there's all this environmental stuff he doesn't well, want to do. Well, he's getting sued. They, they, they brought a lawsuit against him because they, I don't know, somehow like the county or somebody gave him a bypass, say, we don't have to do a full environmental thing. We're just going to approve this project and we'll look into it later just to see if this is even viable. And he went on with it, but because it's part of something bigger anyway, he's getting sued, which I'm like, come on, guys. Just let him do it. It's going to be awesome. but So anyway, he's going to do it somewhere else. But he's also going to Mars, apparently. There's a 70% chance that Elon Musk will go to... Himself? Himself, to Mars. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why would he go to Mars? He's like the saving grace of our human society. I know. Actually, we can't let him go. He's the only like, guy... That's actually not worth it. Only guy outside of when he's on a podcast with uh, Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. <laughs> where I'm like, Elon, you can do stuff. Make, make stuff happen. Like That's like a three-year trip to Mars for this guy. Do you think there's anybody else... Like, I think there's probably so many more unsung heroes who are absolutely giving their lives to change humanity, but publicly, unabashedly, putting himself on the line to transform society and be the leader of that to his own detriment at times. I don't know if there's anybody who's more on the forefront of that than Elon. Yeah, no one that I know. There's other cultures, obviously, around the world, but for, yeah. for us in North America, this yeah. is the guy. This is who's the guy. Put his fortunes on the line, who's been so close to bankruptcy, has spent his entire existence like with four hours of sleep and fighting all the time yeah. for it. All the time. And actually, he, he's got this new company out where they do like nano stuff. Like nano means really, really small and like nano with, with neurons. And so he he's saying in, in 10 years, you will be able to be a cyborg. Yes, please. And I, I would sign up for that. Well, because we're going to need that to fight the robots. Right. Because well, you see Boston Robotics in 10 years. I think it was Elon who was saying they're going to get so fast, like you won't even be able to see them because of the way the machines work is once they figure that out, 
I think it's so awesome. We don't have a hope. I think it's so awesome. No, he, we're going to need bionics to fight them. But he also he also pointed to something that I thought was interesting, where he pointed to the way our governments run. Oh. They're very slow. They're yep. kind of like our municipalities. They're slow. They take forever yep. to get anything done. Well, guess what doesn't wait for for Robots. It's, you know, innovation doesn't. Sure. Right? And so well, sometimes they can't to. actually legislate things fast enough. Right. Yeah. You're sitting on an airplane <laughs> trying to oh, fly yeah. listen with your, with your AirPods. AirPods in, and, and the flight attendant has to come over and say, I need you to take those AirPods out because this plane hasn't been tested yet for the impacts of Bluetooth like through the headphones AirPods. right through it that so I couldn't I couldn't listen or watch anything on this plane that did not have Wi-Fi or any in-flight entertainment and I downloaded some stuff on my phone I can't I couldn't use it and the reality is by the time that that happens mm-hmm. they're gonna be on generation three of these Bluetooth earphones and he said technology moves so fast we actually can't properly curate it right. to look after humanity so we're, we're, we're screwed yeah. is what he said interesting and there's this, this thing CRISPR you've heard about this this gene editing software CRISPR no people can edit DNA now oh you boy. can go in and edit your DNA so if you have like a, a thing in your DNA that says you're more exposed to cancer or whatever they can go in and cut it out crazy right it just came out that a scientist in China said oh, hey I, heard about this. I have I have edited the DNA of two babies that are coming out these are going to be like test tube babies essentially right he's created them and the person who made CRISPR is just losing their mind because they can't believe that their invention is being used for such horrific activity yeah because I thought they removed the thing that would make them prone to HIV something like AIDS. that but like who, who in their right mind Make something like CRISPR and says, yeah. no oh, one's no, ever no, going to put this in humans. humans. Yeah, it's for everybody else, but not humans. My first thought was, whoa. I thought it was for humans. Right. And it, as a good parent, if you can yeah. protect your kid from DNA, sure. from like uh, HIV or whatever, you would do that. Well, we immunize our kids. What if you could just do a pre, like well, before? Some of us do. Some of us do. Sure. What if you could just do it beforehand? Just cut out all this. Hey, you can't catch any of these diseases. Right. But- CRISPR, you're saving the day here. And now she's, I'm sure she's worried, like, we're yeah, going to have... I mean, we don't know what's going to happen down the road with this. Well, yeah, it's going to go live in... It's a Chinese baby. It's going to go in China and live in the perfect sunshine atmosphere because China controls the weather. Oh, yeah, that could be true. It's going to be perfect. I just want to live in a perfect world. There's a lot of science in this podcast. I know. What happened to you? I despise science. Okay, this is the final thought of the day. Can we have, Can we just talk real for one second? Let's get Let's get in close here. Oh, boy. Let's but it keeps electrocuting my lips. Okay, ow! Okay, I'm here. Here's what I want from everyone. I want everyone to, to audit their life and say, is there someone that I could be happy for that I'm not happy for? Yeah, you know how you have those people where when you see them succeeding, it like tweaks something on the inside of you? It irks you, right? Because it's actually jealousy. Or or you feel like you're justified. Maybe. It happens a lot. But, but it's interesting because what is it? Like, it's actually costing you something to be angry and to feel those negative feelings that seeing somebody else succeed we're like ah they shouldn't be succeeding they're a dirtbag like, think of the mental energy you're spending on trying to be mad at this person but because they're succeeding at it, something it comes from the same fear of there's only so much space and if they're filling space that gives me less chance for my thing to succeed which is bogus so we're here to tell you today on the justin and greg podcast it's going to be okay you are amazing go cheer for people because I mean, real talk, we talked about there's something going on around us where every time we see it come up, it irks us because we don't agree with the way that some of it was presented. But at the end of the day, it's really good stuff that's happening out of it. Right. Like it, it, If the situation is better off for it having happened than, yeah. than it not having happened. And so I need to look myself in the mirror and be like, get over yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Be happy for what happens absolutely. here. And go be a cheerleader for good things in the mm-hmm. world. Because at the end of the day, good stuff comes out of it. We maybe don't love the way that it's being done, but who cares? Right? Who cares? Who cares? That's the podcast. See you next week on Bum 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 The Justin and Greg Show.